Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm just thinking if you're, you're if you, like your sound coming through here, no. hitting this mic. It would mic, only be coming through if it's coming it was back, through this, you, pro, back into the speakers again, because it's coming here. But if, it, but if you can't hear it echoing, then um, it's fine. Then I've got the cans in, so it's all coming... Uh, it's my hospital radio experience here, Mark, coming through. <laughs> there we go. Did you record that by any chance? What bit? What you just said then. That would be a good cold opening. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Danny Ward, the podcast where each week I talk Whoa. to a comedian about jokes they can't get to work. Joining me no. this week in the studio, all the way from Singapore, we have Mark I'm Simmons. Whoa. Few things have changed, you, Mark. Few things have changed um, since you've been gone. It's a coup. <laughs> this is what happens. We've got mate. To do it. I've got to do it. I've got, we can't have you doing it. You know what happens? If you ever had a, an animal like a dog, and you've left it at home and gone out for the day and stayed out too long, what does that dog do on the carpet? <laughs> no, jokes on me because it's saying, my jokes on me. It's my carpet. Take, are you saying you're taking a massive turd on this podcast? Well, listen. All I'm saying is, you've gone away, and things have changed. <laughs> well, it is good to be back on the podcast. I am in Singapore. I am joined by Danny Ward in the studio, um, and we're also joined by my new best friend. Fucking oh, <laughs> hell. I'm, I haven't sat on any carpets. Marcus Birdman! Yeah. You've only been with Mark a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wear off, don't worry. <laughs> so, it's, so well, this, it's, is, this is unusual. So we're on Zoom. We're in a hotel room in Singapore. Danny is all the way in Stratford, London, England. And uh, we, we, we've, we've got the technology rocking and this should work, I think. So what I thought we'd do is have a little update of what's been happening. I've been away for... Uh, nearly a week and um, what's what's been happening back at home danny all sorts have been You've going been on gigs all sorts have been going on um let me think top of my head bought a new hoover a shark temp a shark if that means yeah. anything to you doesn't no 10 months in for interest free as always a uh, beautiful piece of it, kit. as in we're not interested is that what you mean <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> big things happening there just got sky tv in as well mark sky stream really yeah yeah so things are changing. Sky's the limit. So, uh, so um, uh, it's, we just tell them it's 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 one forty-five p.m. here. Uh, uh, G G H B G G M T nine forty-five S 
STD. <laughs> Stop laughing together, you clique. <laughs> Should we do it separately? My turn. <laughs> so Mark's not happy. No, He's jesting. It's fine, it's fine. Talk us through it, guys. What's been happening then? We've been, we've been there. Oh, we've done our show. So we've had the two shows. They, they are complete. They went well. And I thought we could chat a little bit in a minute about the way maybe we changed our sets a little bit uh, for the Singapore crowd. But before that, I thought we could talk about the kind of a bit of a strange experience that we weren't expecting. Autograph hunters. Oh, yeah. There's, mm-hmm. there's, they're big on autograph hunters here. And, but we're a bit freaked out by it. So Marcus landed before I did. We didn't have the same flight. And when he got to the airport, this guy, you, well, you, I, was, I wasn't there. Yeah, well, I, I came through and met the promoter, Hezre, um, and this dude was milling around and he was like, Marcus, Marcus. And I was like, yeah. Um, you didn't do the accent that you did last time. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, Marcus Lake. <laughs> Can I have your autograph, please, Marcus? He said. <laughs> um, but, which was came out of, and then which was nice and flattering, and he was a very pleasant um, young man. Well, actually, he wasn't that young. Um, and then we were kind of thinking, well, how did he know I was there? Which was really been the sort of question of. The, and then he rocked up the day after to pounce on. Mark. Yeah, so he was at the hotel this time. Mm. So he, mm. he found he knew where Marcus was landing. Well, obviously, the, it's the same airport, but he knew the time or he'd been waiting there all day. And then he, as we were leaving the hotel, he, he came up to me, the same guy, one in my photo. So how he knew where we were and what hotel we were at. And then he was like, where's Stephen? Because Stephen Grant is also on. Where's Stephen? <laughs> said, <laughs> <laughs> where's Cuddy Stephen Lake? <laughs> And then two two days later, there was another one turned up. This is the best bit though. So so he, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So he took it. He'd uh, he got a photograph of me, and then he got a photograph of Mark. And then Mark said up to me afterwards, "Did he did he touch your bum?" <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and and I was going no, uh, and, and Mark was going it's probably because I had a rucksack on. So, uh, they, and he, we're like, yeah, right. That, that's <laughs> a classic. Sort of his, what a chestnut. <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut. He put his arm around, like, so around the rucksack, and then he just moved his hand down to my bum. But his hand was on it for a good two seconds before thinking maybe I shouldn't have it <laughs> on there. He was a very pleasant chap. Um, he sounds yeah, it. So we, what precautions but, have you so taken? So he found out. Sorry. Well, what precautions have you taken, Mark? He's not going to storm into your hotel room there. If you put a chair. I've now got Marcus staying in the hotel room with me to protect me. Well, that just I'm sounds. On security yeah. Will you take it in shifts, guys, overnight? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just a bit of a mystery how they know where we and why they'd even care. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's very, very strange. Yeah. Um, You've been spotted around town, though. A few people have come up to you. That's true, actually. That was weird in downtown Singapore. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Because I could, could see this girl, and I, she looked like she sort of recognised me, and she went, Mark Watson? <laughs> like that. I was like, well, I don't look like Mark Watson, but he, he is a gutted. comedian. He looked gutted. He went, no. 
Yeah. And I, thought, I thought you'd just be really churlish. I thought yeah. she'd said Mark Simmons and you'd sort of pretend you didn't want you to do it. She wasn't pretty enough to engage with. So you just you just like coated her off. No, no I'm not Mark, I'm Mark Watson. <laughs> what it actually was, she didn't actually know who he was. <laughs> but then I said Mark Simmons, thinking, and then she went, oh yeah, she looked really embarrassed actually. But like, what? yeah, that's like... So that was, that was weird in the middle of Singapore. And they weren't even coming to the show, which was strange. Did she touch your bum? No. Oh, she's missed one opportunity there to see you live. That's true. Although we did. <laughs> we did. So the, so the touching the bum thing has become a, a running joke now. And then one of the, there's, a, there's an act on, and I'm trying to try and get him on the podcast, actually. There was a, there was a Singapore-based act on. So he had a, a young assistant with him who's like a university student. And she was sort of learning the ropes around theatre and that sort of thing. And afterwards, she wanted a photo with us for our portfolio. She was young, though. She was probably not more than 18. 18, 19, yeah, young. Um, and she put, it was in the middle of us. I put sort of my arm around, and she, Marcus put his arm around, but I then touched Marcus's bum. Jesus Christ. And then, and then, and then Marcus touched my bum. <laughs> and then he wound me up afterwards. What was it? You, how did you... I went, I, it was, it was like something like, it's funny when you touched my bum. And I said, you should have, yeah, you should have touched mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Given the impression that I touched hers by mistake. By mistake. <laughs> Danny, I'm so sorry. Look bum, at his, he, bum chums. A bum couple, ch- couple of <laughs> bum chums. Yeah, we've been loving each other with our bums. The cheek of it. <laughs> Did this guy want actual, literal autographs and not selfies? Selfies. Selfies, selfies. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I was that's, say... the thing, that's the thing of the past, isn't it, actually? Actual autographs is less... less. Well, especially somewhere say... like Singapore that I just associate with being really, like, you know, cutting edge in terms of its technology. I don't know why I think that. It is. Is it also yeah. the place we where had... you get... We've got... At breakfast, there's there's a robot that, that collects dishes and then on its own just drives to the kitchen. Well, I need to see some video of that, Mark. We've got one. Wow, that sounds cool. What's the food like? Amazing. Like street foods, like it's so good like, and cheap, and we and we've we just hoovered a load of prawns. I actually feel and, uh, really sleepy. Yeah. Well, good um, job you've not got some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you tired? So, it's only ten to two. Um, <laughs> so, how about the gigs then? What, what talk us through the gigs? Talk so us- the gigs. So the first night. It was so. It was there. So, um, have you met Jinx Yao? <laughs> no. You ever met him? He's only been over to um, England a few times, but I met him at the stand-up club. And Marcus, I think, met him in Edinburgh. Right? Yeah, he's done a couple of Edinburghs, I think. He's really good. Good, good, solid that. Good jokes. He compared. He's a, he's a Singapore local. Um, and then Stephen Grant opened. Mark Ben Marcus, and then there's a break, and then I was closing in the the second. And then in the second show, they brought a, a, a local act, another local act to go on before me in the second section. He was the young assistant. But it was an interesting experience because, because like, I, it was my first time performing in Singapore, whereas Stephen and Marcus have done it a few times before, right? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. So I, they, they know more or less what will work and what won't work. And we were talking about that a minute ago, but Marcus actually cut a bit out because he knew from before that it wouldn't land. Uh, John, what, yeah, what, what was, was that? that? Bit? Well, so I have a I have a kind of bit where I do what seems to be quite a sexist joke, although and then I it's a, it immediately sounds a bit sexist, and I kind of admonish the audience for presuming I'm talking about a woman, therefore presuming about what sex 
sort of gender all my lovers are. So I kind of reverse it on them. And I say, um, the joke is I then go, there's no, there's no jokes at the expense of women. Uh, um, and I ca- and then I carry on uh, and the, I come in with two leses walk into a comedy club, Les Dawson and Les Dennis. Right? And then it sort of carries on from there. But obviously you would need to know who they are. Mm. Um, which would require uh, a level of sort of sophistication about British comedy that I suspect is is not here. No disrespect to them. That's <laughs> so far so obvious, right? So 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 you can't. It's interesting, and I'm, 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 I'm talking because I was thinking I probably got to do it. In Aust- wanted to do it in Australia because it's kind of my new bit, and I've got a little routine about it, and um, that it kind of expands about things that are so offensive. Guess- or, so that gets you from A to B. From yeah, so it's a sort of bridge into another bit, um, which we can discuss as well, because it's got a particularly British sort of uh, tag around which it sort of pivots. Um, and it's like, what what Australian leses are there that I could put that on, you know? Um, Do, are there any like, proper, really famous leses in Australia? Have you Googled it? No. Well, I'd, so Les Patterson. So Les Patterson, but I don't know how, who is, do you know who Sir Les Patterson is? Neighbours actor, maybe? Actually, there we go. So he, <laughs> so Les Patterson is, another, is Dame Edna Everidge's, another character that Dame Edna Everidge oh, does. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. So um, I suspect that only some Australian audiences know that. Does it actually um, have, I mean, I'm sure, I think it probably does, but does it have to be someone famous or can you just name two people called Les? They'd still get the joke, wouldn't they? They would, they would have to know that, they'd have to know they were male. They'd have to know they were men called Les, though, wouldn't they? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. It just bangs a bit because it's sort of like, it's, it's very clear that it's it's like, mm. uh, or they are two male comedians. You could probably, it, it could be. So you did, did you do that bit? The other bits today, sorry, at, at the gigs, or did you cut the whole routine? I cut the whole routine. The routine then goes in, and I think we discussed this sort of before, that that I kind of go that people have, uh, are offended and it's what you can and can't say. And um, I discuss this through the medium uh, of the phrase, said the actress to the bishop. Um which again is a bit divisive because I think you have to be of a certain age in the UK to know mm. it. Yeah. But I can get around that by going, it's the sort of original, what your mum said. So, which it kind of is, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it's that sort of when somebody says a sort of innuendo, like, or, or this is a stiff one, or, or you can park that at my back passage or something like that. You know, <laughs> we all, as Brits, we'll run to say, said the actress to the bishop. And now mm. I suppose currently we said, that's what your mum said. Um, <laughs> But, and I'm going like, then I continue with that, that phrase, you can't say, said the actress to the bishop, because you have to say female actor or actor. The bishop could also be female um, or could be gay, but only if he's a Protestant, because they've been ordaining gay men since the 70s, not if they're Catholic. Um, they've been ordaining gay men since 1152. Again, it sort of unravels that, you know, it's that not makes, as catchy. It's not, exactly. It sort of unravels this whole, it's this whole notion of like, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, of, of a phrase that used to be a, a, a stalwart of British comedy is now fraught with suggestions um, or, 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 or prob- <laughs> problematic. 
because it's completely sort of uh it can be triggering and mean so many different things and it's kind of you know so, so it's rather than kind of taking a stance i don't want to be a sort of you know a white male of a certain age going oh you can't say anything these days because I, I don't want to be that guy but i think it's kind of interesting to i'm not really taking a stance i'm sort of pinpointing that using it as a way to kind of go it can be quite hard in comedy to, to navigate not being offensive to certain people mm. because something is offensive to everyone uh, well not everyone but something is offensive to somebody um so in australia will they know that phrase well i i asked a few aussie people again it seemed to be like it went ranged from yes completely uh, to uh, no, not at all. And I think such <laughs> some things. Well, it also it, it it went on age. I think it might have gone on British lineage. You know, whether they were British or not, or of British descent. Um, they all knew what your mum said. So I've found that actually in British audiences, they do not need to know the phrase "said the actress to the bishop" because as long as I clarify it with it's the original what your mum said they're kind of on point then mm. it just makes it just bangs a bit better if people know the phrase said the actress to the bishop because then they're a bit more on point you know or a bit more invested rather but it still works so i think i don't know I'll be, I'll be, yeah, so, you I'll find do, out. so will you take your first adelaide show and, and just just to test the water yeah well i think what... i mean when you do gigs abroad you have to take your first few shows and test the water mm. to see what works and what doesn't and things doing yeah because that's what i had because i've never gigged here before so it was quite like i wasn't i wouldn't say i was nervous but i was well prepared that if something didn't work what would i do and how would i navigate around it but mm. but luckily and maybe because of the british culture in singapore and because english is technically their first language yeah. most i think there's only one there's a, there were a few bits that I purposely didn't do. There's one joke I did do that I didn't realise wouldn't work, and I'll tell you that in a sec. And when I was doing the improv jokes, sometimes a joke, a topic came up. I went into a joke, and as I was doing the joke, I thought, ah, they may not get this reference. But most of the times they did. A couple didn't work, but then, to be honest, they give you the leeway. If you, if you say, oh, yeah, that you obviously don't have that phrase, they go, oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And you do another joke. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But one thing was the, the phrase, you know, when you're at work and you're late and they, your boss wants you to make the time up, they, they don't use that. So that, that fell on deaf ears, that joke. And that joke is... Um, I mean, you know the punchline now, everybody, but I'll tell you the joke so you know what it is. Um, so I was meant to start work at nine, got there at 9.30. Boss was angry, came over. He said, Mark, you're late. I want you to make the time up. I said, okay, it's nine. So, but it just, that was almost silent to that. And then I just brushed over it. I think you, we had to go back to a point that you made. Because it was in a theatre, you had the time... Mm. You know, you know that sort of cauldron of a club where you really haven't got time to do anything if it goes awry. The theatre had the... You could go back and go, let me explain what I've just said there. Mm. And there's not, there's not a feeling of, the, of dead air. I find in those theatres, the, the pauses are, are, are more powerful. You can really take your time. Like, if, if even once a laugh dies down, you can actually take a few seconds. Mm. You can play it, with that. And it doesn't feel weird. Whereas in a club you kind of feel like you have to sort of keep on top of them the mm. whole time. I think British culture and where that, the, the environment that we mostly do comedy in uh, is, if, is if you say something that the British audience don't understand, they think it's your fault. <laughs> They're like, you must be some sort of pillock or an idiot or you're trying to be too clever or, you're, or it's too... It's, they, they blame you. And I've noticed if, if you say something in a different culture, in a different country, who, who I think, can we? I don't know. Let's agree that perhaps I think the British are probably the most aggressive audiences to play to and everywhere gets slightly less aggressive. Um, I think I've noticed that foreign audiences, if they don't understand something, they assume that it's on them. Yeah, sure. Mm. They're going to go, oh, mm. oh, I don't get it. Not, not this prick's trying to be too clever or this prick's, messed something up but do you know what I mean I think the it's like that's almost a British thing that it's like it got to be your fault and I think you can play with that abroad because there isn't they don't jump on you if they don't immediately get it um there isn't this there isn't this notion of it being so gladiatorial you had any interest in abroad gigging experiences I've uh, gigged all over Europe and my takeaway from it is I don't know if Marcus you agree it's the Germans who I've always found the best, most up for it audiences of all the okay. countries, you know, and there's always that sort of that stereotype, isn't it? The Germans haven't got a sense of humor, but that, you know, it's, it's runs counter to my, um, to my experiences. And, um, yeah. they've always seemed like yeah. the most like English audiences actually. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Northern Europeans are, you know, I mean, this is, there's always the adage, isn't it? That we're f- the reason the Germans and there's antipathy between Germans and Brits is that we're far more similar than we, 
care to sort of mention or acknowledge. Yeah, I think Northern, I mean, all Northern European have the same sensibility. I think same sense of humour is quite dark, quite sort of, you know, it's a bit rubbish living up here. Things are cold and things don't necessarily sort of go to plan. And they don't have a, you know, it's a sort of... miserabilism perhaps yeah and i found actually in the places where life's really really good um let's say you know, uh, quality of life very very high quality of living very high maybe your norway's your sweden's to be quite quite tricky some ways because it's like yeah i think, I, good, think yeah. Could, <laughs> I, I think that could be the same in in english british towns that are well off they can be quite hard work i find do you do you find that I mean, yeah, I don't really want to name her because I'm going to be Tory. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so I, I, actually find, I, I actually find that the more Tory a town is, generally it's better to play because they're, I think they're, they're, much, they're much more prepared to laugh at anything um, because they're kind of smug in their sort of we're all right jackness. So I think they're quite grounded. I've often found, I'm only, I've often found sometimes if you do play like very right on gigs or in very right on places, at, as the left being as divided as it always is and always will be of how I'm much more right on than, you know, than you are. I find them to be much more tricky. I did a series of sort of gig, charity gigs for Jeremy Corbyn and Jeremy for, Hard... For, actually for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sort of, you know, and Jer- I mean, this is a while back because Jeremy Hardy was... Uh, Jeremy Hardy came off <laughs> and and he went, these are, these are the hardest gigs in the world. Mm. And you go, that's Jeremy. You'd think that would be his target market, wouldn't you? And he was like, but everybody's just so right on, and they don't want to laugh. But tell me about the um, the, the gig itself. Like, is it is it any expats in it, or is it all people who who are from Singapore? Well, at the beginning, they they um, Jinx did the, a cheer, basically cheer if you're from Singapore. There were a few. Um, he said foreigners gives a cheer, big loud, and then anyone British slightly quieter than that. So. I'd say this, there were more expats than locals. But the, but looking at the audience whilst we were on, the locals were really into it. Well, what we were discussing is that maybe these international gigs are slightly easier to play now because of streaming and Netflix, the access everyone has to comedy specials or even YouTube as well. So people kind of, mm. they know what to expect now and they kind of understand british humor better because they they can watch it as much as they yeah, like that was another thing i was when i was um do, going around croatia and we were talking with some people there youngsters there and who amazing english but almost spoke with an american accent because of watching friends they said i've probably been doing like sort of expat gigs for a like, or overseas gigs for 15 years and when i started people spoke people spoke with english accents and now they speak with american accents you know um which is quite interesting and i think their focus is a bit more toward america but i actually take your point i think people are very is that from what they're watching yeah i think i think because they get they watch you know uh youtube and stuff online and it tends to be more american that their sort of interest zone tends to be more america than than britain for whatever reasons um but i think they all you know they all know the office and they all know kind of uh i suppose the older generation will know python 40 towers yada 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 and, mm. and the newer generation would know the office um what else has really sort of traveled the bush or something like that you know um mm. so they're quite they're pretty au fait with with um british british comedy i was just have you written, did you write any jokes specifically for the locals with because uh, like stephen grant he's got so much gear hasn't he about yeah yeah about just 
gigging in Singapore and that sort of thing. Well, I, 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 by the time you have done like a a month in Australia, you tend to have got a few bits and bobs. Um, Here, I I was coming coming for like two days. I just sort of think rather than, I sort of figured rather than try and write stuff about Singapore, which I don't know anything about and coming that, here. With only two shows, that's a risk that one show you might bugger it yeah, up if it doesn't work. Yeah, and you're work. never going to use it again sort of thing. So mm. I thought it would be better to write from the perspective of what they probably think about English people or Brits, you know. So I've got mm. some routines about being apologetic about the empire and the British Museum, and you know, them coming and sort of going, oh, that's ours, you know, and sort of so sort of be – I take it as that, like, if you can go anywhere and probably you need to start apologising for being British. So hmm. it kind of works to be deferential and sorry about all that um, and kind of play with that because they, so it's, you can, A, you can use that in all of the, all of the foreign countries rather than just, it's site specific to Singapore. And I think in terms of, you mm. know, being deferential, which as you, as we well know, works extremely well in comedy. Um, so it's got more legs. It's got so more, it's got more, legs. more opportunity to use it. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. so you've um, done two nights there. You've been out and about yeah. a bit. I've seen pictures on, you look like you're having a lovely time over there, Mark. Well, uh, I've seen you in, yeah, in, in, in the jungle. Yeah. We had a bit of trouble in the jungle. It was torrential rain and they decided to take me up on a treetop walk when it was thunder and lightning. And no, and no one seemed bothered about the light then, except me. I was, I was just... Uh, you did I, scream like a girl when that monkey... Because I saw a tree moving weird ahead, and out of nowhere, this monkey jumps out about two <laughs> inches from my face. I just went, fucking <laughs> hell! And um, what, so what's your guy's plan now then? If you're, uh, how long are you in Singapore for now? A couple more days, and then uh, fly Any to more Adelaide. Gigs? No more no. gigs. No, so you're literally just on holiday now in Singapore? Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be editing the Jeff uh, the Jeff Innocent uh, podcast after this. Uh, just so you know. <laughs> so, uh how long have we done, Danny? Well, we've got 2 minutes left uh on the uh, Zoom call, Mark. So, um anytime okay, cool. you want to uh, look to wrap this thing up. Yeah, we've yeah. Um, we've uh, we, so, uh, we've so, cracking. Thanks for coming on, uh, Marcus. I'm sure you will appear on the podcast again in the next couple of months as we are going to be sharing a flat in Adelaide. Love to. Um, anything you would like to direct people to? Your social media or anything? Uh, yeah, my social media, Marcus Marcus Bergman on on Instagram, um, YouTube, Facebook, all that. Crack in. What's yours, Danny? Uh, Danny Ward Comedian across your, uh, your socials. And I'm going on tour uh, where we get back from Australia um, end of April. Uh, get your tickets at marksimmons.co.uk or in my bio on my socials at jokes with mark anything more from you danny nothing more from me mark anything more from you mark nothing more from me danny hashtag awooga everybody Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.